You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Techie Leadership Show. Today with us we have yet again <laughs> Ned. I forgot your family name, my man. <laughs> Oh, no, worries. you can call me Ned. Yeah, I'll call me Lenkov, <laughs> but Ned for our English-speaking people. Uh, this is just one episode uh, in the part of our tentative new series dedicated to self-hosting. Uh, we chose this subject uh, as suggested by Ned because he's very passionate about it. So I will. Yeah, he convinced us with his passion to, to do the series. And the more you listen, the more it will make sense for you also. So just really short, Ned, can you give us a little detail about uh, what this is going to be about? Um, yeah, so I hope that I can get uh, our listeners excited about self-hosting. And last time we talked a lot about self-hosting, why we should uh, self-host and why is it so cool? Uh, but we didn't touch on the practical side. And I'm sure many of your listeners will have practical questions. You know, where do I start? What do I do? What do I do? Uh, how easy it is? So I thought that you know, in in, in several episodes, maybe we can discuss different uh, different services that uh, we can self-host. So for 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 the first one, uh, I, I've chosen uh, self-hosting alternatives to Dropbox and Google Drive and Box.com and etc. Basically having your own file server. Your own file server. Awesome. Well, I'm really curious about this. So I don't know if the audience is, but I am interested. So we're going to have the conversation on it. So what sure. would be like your recommendation? Like what would be like the easiest solution for uh, having your own file server? Yeah, so um, first of all, it's um, there is a difference between a uh, file server and, uh, you know, the services that we're used to, like Dropbox and uh, Google Drive. And the difference is that a file server is just what it is. It's a file server where you upload files and where you can download files. So mm -hmm. this is something that, that's been around for, you know, since the web. Uh, and, and the protocol is FTP, file transfer protocol. Yes. So you basically upload and download files. Now, <clears throat> as we started, you know, having multiple devices like phones, tablets, uh, work computer, personal computer, and etc., we wanted our files to be mobile so that they're accessible from everywhere. Uh, and, and, and the pure FTP setup wasn't enough. So that's why uh, services uh, found this niche and, say, and, and, and started you know, developing products that actually synchronize files. So right now, fast 15 years fast forward, we are used to you know, having Google Drive, for example, on our computer, having one master folder that we put everything in there, documents, photos, music, whatever, and then it gets synced to the cloud, this mythical cloud, and from, from, from there, we can share our files, we can invite other users, they can upload, they can modify our files, and these files are accessible from all our devices, and also they're synchronized. So whenever I change something on my PC, 
it gets uh, synchronized to the cloud and also um, it gets downloaded to my other uh, PC or laptop or whatever. So this is a little bit more challenging as a technology. So it's not a simple FTP. And uh, previously, you know, I was using uh, Dropbox. Then I've migrated okay. to box.com because these services, they uh, keep to change their first uh, terms, terms and conditions and they keep to change their, uh, you know, pricing model. So first yeah. they offer you a lot of free gigabytes. Then there's, they start to reduce them in order to uh, convince you to go to the paid tier. Uh, and also, if you look at the most of these services, even if they offer you 30 gigabytes or 50 gigabytes or whatever okay. uh, for the free tier, there is a catch. And the catch usually is that the maximum file size should be no more than 300 megabytes. And, you know, I've got a lot of files that are more than 300 megabytes. And in order to sync them, I need to pay. So that was the Home reason. videos are bigger than that. Yeah. Videos, uh, some archives. If you have archives of documents or archives of folders, yeah. it, it will be bigger. Yeah. So it, it's not a, it's not a, it's a limitation. And that's why people are migrating to paid tiers. Um, so that was the reason, one of the reasons to find another solution. And um, as everyone else, I was thinking that there are no such solutions and that such solutions would not be uh, secure, would not be robust, would not be easy to maintain. Um, but, you know, I was curious and I started my research and it turns out that there are quite okay. a few, that there are quite a few services uh, open source, most of them are open source. There are also paid services, but I've concentrated on the open source uh, projects that you can use. Now, the, the most popular one is called own cloud. Uh, <clears throat> maybe you've heard it. It's, uh, uh, it is a software that's offering uh, file sync. It's offering calendar, contact server, uh, messaging. Right, so, so you get a lot more. It's not just you get a lot um, more. Yes. Yeah, and you can install also apps. It's like a virtual OS, so to say, a web, uh, a web OS. Um, it, has a, it also has like uh, mobile apps. It has mobile apps. Yes, you can oh. you can connect to your own own cloud, and you can sync files from uh, from the mobile. Oh, so it's, it's um, like Google. It's yeah, like good. Yeah, it's like Google exactly. <laughs> um, and a lot of uh, a lot of corporations are using it. Uh, a lot of corporations <laughs> that they want to have their own personal cloud. <laughs> uh, they're sense. using own cloud. Yeah. The second uh, alternative to own cloud is Next Cloud. It is a branch from. <laughs> yeah, it's Nextcloud. Uh, it is a branch from OwnCloud. Uh, for the people that are curious, uh, they can uh, they can search in the internet Nextcloud history and they can see how they've developed uh, between the owners of these uh, two projects. It's a very interesting story. Um, is it a battle of you? The... <laughs> no. I'll take my cloud away from it, you. It's more like... Uh, <laughs> 
part of the team from own cloud went to next cloud and the rest is history mm. uh, but they both offer um, you know very good uh, very good um, support for filesing uh, my biggest um, my biggest feature that I was looking was for reliable filesing right and they all work the same way so you download the client they have a client for for Linux, for Mac, for Windows, for iOS, for oh, Android. Nice. So you're basically covered. Yeah. You download the client and then you enter your web server address, your username and password. And then just like Dropbox or Google Drive, a magical folder appears. And then whatever you put in that folder, it gets synced to the cloud. But this time it's your cloud. So uh, this is how the service. Yeah, exactly. And this is how the service works. And um, uh, it's, it's automatic. So the client syncs in the background any changes of, of, of your files. So that's very cool. Um, so I've tested these services, um, but then these are not the services that I'm currently using. I'm currently using something that's less popular, but very, very powerful. It's called C file, basically mm -hmm. C plus file. Um, so why I is mean, it I'm, more powerful? Yeah, I'm just amazed at this product. So the core of this product is written in C and C++. I was going to say that. It's probably, that's why it's, <laughs> probably, it's probably more powerful. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of functionality, it offers less, but you know, less is more these days. So it only offers uh file synchronization and file, sh file sharing so it doesn't okay. offer uh, contacts it doesn't offer calendar integration it doesn't offer uh, other app support so to say um but what it offers it does it you know great it might even does it better than some paid project products uh, so, so the core is written in C and C++. Again, you have uh, clients for every OS, Mac, Windows, Linux, iOS, and Android. Uh, and um, because I have a lot of data, you know, guys, I have okay. a lot of files, I have a lot of documents, and my benchmark was to synchronize uh, 100,000 files and okay. how it will perform. So I've installed Nextcloud, I've installed OnCloud on my uh, NAS server, and I've installed C file on my NAS server. Uh, and then, you know, I started syncing the same folder, not simultaneously, you know, I've just first uh, synced it with OnCloud, then with Nextcloud, and then with C file during mm -hmm. two or three months trial. And, uh, you know, just watch the performance of each service. So what I found out is that the C file was the fastest sync and the most reliable one. So basically, uh, although that own cloud and next cloud, they, they had a very good sync. Sometimes I get some errors of, you know, file that was locked and cannot be synced. And I had to retry it because I, I work with software. So I had a, I had a lot of uh, source files. I do have a lot of hidden files, Git files. You know, it's, it's very challenging to sync a Git repo because on the surface you see one folder, but beneath mm -hmm. it's an iceberg of uh, thousands of tens of thousands of files. Yeah. Uh, 
but I wanted to stress this the the services. I mean, a regular user wouldn't sync their Git repo to uh, yeah. such such service, right? They will sync their so, pictures. Yeah, they will sync their pictures, videos. <laughs> I just want to stop you just a second because a funny fraud just crossed my mind, and I I can't stop giggling like an idiot. Some of our less technical uh, listeners they'll keep listening to this episode and like he keeps talking about thinking and thinking but he never mentions what he's thinking about <laughs> <laughs> so what are you thinking about now yeah, it's when... synchronizing <laughs> yes yes no i know <sighs> yes yeah um... it's uh, it's synchronizing synchronizing files um so but but that's funny. Even <laughs> even even simpler for less technical people. Why is synchronizing so important? Syncing. Synchronizing is so important because uh, because of the potential problems uh, with, with as an end user, <clears throat> you shouldn't care how the files are synchronized. What you should care, however, is that you have the latest version, and that when you change the file it gets synchronized to the cloud. And in ideal scenario, that will work. Uh, on, a, on a more you know, day-to-day scenario, what you do, for example, is you open a Word document, you add a new line, and then you save that document. This document needs to be synchronized to the cloud. It needs to be uploaded to the cloud. If it's not uploaded mm. to the cloud, and then you go to your other computer, and change something else. Now you have two different versions of this document and they cannot be synchronized. Your software will say an error and it will give you a choice to either sync the first version or to sync the second version when you would actually to you would want to have a merge, right? You want to have yes. uh, these two versions merge. And you know, synchronizing it's especially for binary documents like uh, uh, MP3, like music file, video file, documents, and etc. Uh, it's it, it's not possible. So you either need to choose one version or another, and and that's why all the synch- synchronizing software like Dropbox, Google Drive, and whatever, uh, what they try to do is. Whenever you make a change, they try to synchronize it ASAP so that uh, the server has, has the last modified version, you know, the, the most up-to-date version of, of your files. And imagine if you have a file, a document file or a presentation, let's say a PowerPoint presentation with a lot of pictures. It could be even 30 megabytes. So if synchronizing is not reliable or if it's implemented like a simple solution, every time you change a character in this presentation, the whole 30 megabytes will be transmitted from the network to the cloud, right? Which is what you change one character, you change one bit, and then uh, 30 megabytes go uh, for synchronization. Uh, smart sync will identify that you've actually changed several bytes from that file and it will only send to the server these uh, 30 bytes. Now you could say my internet is very fast so 30 megabytes is not an issue 
but what happens if you change this presentation on your mobile phone? You change this presentation on your mobile phone, then you open your laptop in order to present it. However, you don't have the latest version because your mobile phone is still uploading it, right? So that's why syncing is, or synchronizing files is very important to be done right in, in, a, in a secure way so that you are always ensured that your files has the right, have the right content and they're up to date. You don't wanna upload a picture and then during the upload to have some corruption and then to end up with some, uh, you know, corrupted picture picture on the server. Oh yeah, right. oh that sucks. Yeah. So, so C file has basically this. It only sends the missing parts or what was altered. In yeah, the yeah. Document. Nice. This is the change between C file and on cloud. And by the way, the first versions of uh, Dropbox they were sending the whole content. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> they also they all were also you know uh, working on on that issue nowadays of course they only send the the diff the difference the changed uh, part so c file does it on cloud and next cloud uh, they are in a process of implementing it okay, uh, okay. but even without this functionality when you sync uh, a library from the beginning, obviously, you're just uploading everything, 100% from yes. the content. C file was faster. I don't know how they do it. It was just faster. Um, and that was the re and also the, the interface is uh, really uh, simple. Um, it's, it's, it's single page application. You can browse your files from the web browser. You can browse your files from the mobile app. Um, and also they have uh, what Google Drive have uh, offered since two years, I think, which is uh, streaming your files. So basically you don't download your files. You have a virtual drive on your computer and you can browse your files as folders. And whenever you open a document, for example, only then it gets downloaded from the server. So. Uh, that's uh, really cool as well. Since you're mentioning streaming, can you, for example, stream music without yes, you can. downloading? Just stream it, listen to it, and yes, you can. You can open it from the web browser. You can stream video. You can stream MP3 files. Everything that's supported by your browser, right? Uh, and and does it does it change from one track to the next? No, see. If uh, it's like Dropbox, for example. It it doesn't have this functionality. Uh, <clears> for this functionality, <laughs> yeah, we could have another episode on self-hosting your own uh, music server because that's that's another that's uh, another topic. Uh, your own uh, <laughs> your own private uh, SoundCloud. Or... SoundCloud, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are alternatives. I'm actually at the moment or researching Spotify. several ones. Yep, yeah, we'll, yep. we'll talk, but just to make sure that uh, I got the benefits clear. Um, if I'm self-hosting, for example, I'm working on some very uh, 007 type uh, information that I cannot share with anybody else. So that's why I'm self-hosting. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the beach in uh, Fiji and sand gets into my MacBook and of course water, because why not? 
were on the beach. And you were, you were skimping, you didn't get the waterproof one. No, no, I didn't get the waterproof <laughs> one. I, I chose the sandproof one, but then water got into it. <laughs> and it ruins my laptop. I have no reason to worry because uh, my documents got synced. And I can Absolutely. continue my work. If you work. have internet on the beach. I have mobile data. I connected the... Uh, well, uh, you're so rich to have mobile data, but you couldn't afford the waterproof one. How do you think I managed to pay for my vacation into Fiji? <laughs> <laughs> so the benefit is that uh, uh, if, if something nasty happens to my device, I don't uh, lose any work done. I can just pick it up on any other compatible device. Even, yeah. for example, buy a new device and just connect to my own private cloud and continue working where I left off. I know Absolutely. this is something that, that is of concern is like the security. And it's, it's not like uh, any of the other services, the paid one aren't secure. So other people couldn't get into them. Uh, sometimes, uh, or I've read in some places that in their own terms of service, they can make exceptions and use the data you have uh, hosted mm -hmm. with them, uh, either for data mining or they can use the, any ideas or prototypes or samples of code to get inspiration you and, by, and create competing products. Yeah, by, uh, by default, you license them to, to, to be your competition. Uh, in no a way, charge. if they decide, like, you feel like something really valuable, it's like, oh, it's there, so... Why not take a peek? <laughs> and it's kind of hard for you to know if they looked or not. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's if we are working, like if you think, especially if you're working on a project or something that's you think is going to be groundbreaking, it's really going to revolutionize a specific sector or create a new industry. Uh, might be a good idea to have it on your own cloud not the product your own solution over the cloud yeah, basically yeah just the the most important part of the solution or the the hard stuff that's uh, hard to to think about host self-host that one yeah yeah i think last time we spoke a lot about pros and cons and why it is so cool to exactly. self-host so security is just one of the reasons but but there are so many that yeah. we previously discussed and, now going uh, going yeah. back to uh, self-hosting your files, um, how technically involved is setting uh, setting everything up, and how much does it cost? Right. So um, as I said, I have several rules that I try to to follow every time I I search for a self-hosted uh, software. Uh, the first one it should be open source. The second one is that it should have a Docker. Docker container. Now, uh, how did I install OnCloud? How did I install NextCloud? So basically, <clears throat> I went to my uh, NAS, which is which is a server uh, and storage server. I opened the the web uh, admin panel, and then I went to the Docker section. I wrote, I literally wrote search for Nextcloud. It found the latest container, Docker container of oh, Nextcloud. The image. Yeah. the image. I pressed 
install. And that was it. I mean, he downloaded the image. Uh, it, uh, I had to choose which ports I would use. I've used the, the, the standard ports. Uh, so that was it. I mean, I've, I've, I've opened my browser. I, I entered the IP of that uh, Docker container and I was greeted with uh, admin panel, the admin panel from Nextcloud. And I set up my admin user and that was it. From there, I, I can create uh, user accounts with username, with email and password, and I can assign quotas. I mean, it's like full-fledged so uh, solution. For, exa for example, um, if somebody comes into your blog and looks up for uh, the steps necessary to do this, they don't need to be very technical to understand the steps and recreate them, correct? Yeah, I mean, they can just follow the steps and they can uh, they can have what I have. Uh, I've actually tweaked my solution, so it's a little bit more complex because, you know, <laughs> I can tweak it. Uh, but but for people that don't want to get into the technical details, they, they can just copy paste and follow steps one, two, three, four, five, and then have it up and running. So that's And, that's and for C file, is it also as easy as that or is it a little more complicated? Yeah, for C file, because again, that's the beauty of Docker and, and, and containers, right? You just download the yes. configuration file, and then this configuration file is uh, downloading all the images. And because these images, they're pre-configured, they work, right? And uh, I, I, I wanted to do some different configurations, so I had I played several days. But at the end of the day, I, I was able to achieve that specific configuration. But for most users, they'll just download the config file, start a Docker, and it will download all the images and uh, get, the, and get them up and running. Nice. That's, yeah. that's very good to hear. <laughs> and how do, you, how do you update it? You just, in this configuration file, you uh, change the version of the Docker image to the newer one. And most of the time, that's it. Yeah, the, the Docker will download the new image and, and the software will self-update. Nice. So, and you mentioned before we started recording that um, uh, you've set up a domain where you will speak more about this, for example, possible, possible instructions for any interesting, interested party. Can you please share with us the name of the, of the website? Yeah, of course. I wanted to share my experience with with everyone. Uh, what works for me, what doesn't work, and you know, to to share what I've tested, what I've tried, and, and my opinion about uh, self-hosted software. Uh, so, if if you're curious, you can just go to selfhosted.myhub.io. Uh, that's 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 the domain, selfhosted.myhub.io. It's uh, still work in progress because it's as as I said before, it's a journey. So I expect to see some articles there popping up in the near future. Not a problem. Anybody listening, uh, if you check the website and you you feel that something is lacking, don't worry about it. Just come back later, because that's the beauty of uh, of an ongoing project. 
it's never static. It keeps getting better and better each day. And I will put links in the show notes yes, with, with, uh, with uh, the link to the website, the homepage. And uh, uh, keep updating that also. Yes. More information as time goes by. Yeah, just as, as a summary, um, some of the key functionalities of C file. This is my preferred solution. Uh, it's fast. The, the synchronization of files, it's very fast. Uh, it is secure. So you're running it with your, with your certificate. You're using HTTPS. So it's a secure connection. Uh, no one can uh, see your traffic or see your files. Uh, it supports two-factor authentication. So by default, you log in with username and password. But if you like, you can enable also two-factor authentication, like in Gmail or other services. Nice. So it does have this support. And also something very cool when you mentioned you're on the beach and you know you, uh, your, your computer breaks down. Uh, what happens if you got a virus? If you got a virus, it starts encrypting your files. It starts changing these files. So these files, they, they synchronize to your cloud, right? And, yeah, and, and, and then again, that's a problem. Yeah, what C file has, it has versioning. So you can go back, right? It has a trash folder and you can roll back. Yeah, so you, you can go there and you can say, oh, I want free versions. Uh, back nice. and then you just no, that's really the cool. File. No, that's, really cool. <laughs> that's really cool and you have a trash you accidentally delete something you go to the trash and then you undo it you can share you can share a folder you can share a file you can i mean whatever uh, has google drive as functionality or other uh, paid services c file has the same you can share a file you can share a folder you can share a file with a password Ned, you can yeah Ned, I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there anybody listening if your interest has been peaked uh what we just spoke right now is just a taste okay if you want more information uh you will have to go on uh, on the the website so on self-hosted myhub.io you will get even more information uh, depending on what exactly you're looking for whether you want the most simple out of the box uh, solution default settings or you want to play around with configurations and even add two factor authentication or whatever that you want you might even be interested to do something like this for your company so not just self-hosting as an individual but self-hosting as a company whatever it is you will find out more and you will also have a direct line of dialogue with Ned. Yes. Yeah. And you can drop me an email with any questions at nedialco uh, at myhub.io. So I'll be happy to, to help. Yeah. We'll also include your email in the show notes. Uh, and people can also reach out to us uh, with ideas like for uh, the next shows, like what other. Services that you're paying for now, would you like to self-host? That would be really private really cloud. Yes, yeah. would be really interested to 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 get ideas like what are the burning solutions that you're looking for. Um, so it's funny because we're we're from Romania and uh, Ned is from Bulgaria. So you can you 
for the listeners here, you can think of this as reverse communism because <laughs> there, before, when communism came, they nationalized everything. We're going to privatize things back again, boys. <laughs> We're taking power over our own data. So stay tuned for the Absolutely. next episodes. And uh, remember, the purpose of the episodes is to give you a taste of what it means and also to show you that it's possible because I, for one, I never thought about it this way. No, same here. Never thought about like self-hosting all the services for myself. So it's something exciting. Yes, it is. And we will speak way more about it in following episodes. Yeah, thank you so much, Ned. Thank for, you, guys. It was a pleasure. Having this Looking forward to the next one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe and share please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techyleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.